welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today's big idea is creating successful mentoring relationships. My guest is Hassan Akmal, an American career and life mastery consultant, author, professor, thought leader, philanthropist, and former professional tennis player and athlete ambassador to the United States. We discuss ideas such as how to set up expectations for future mentoring relationships, the concept of a personal advisory board and how to create your own, the different types of mentoring experiences and how to create them, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Hassan. I appreciate you making the time. My pleasure. Always great to connect with you. And I'd love to jump right in. Mentorship, we've talked about, spoken about this before, how it is important to both of us, particularly you this time around. As far as mentorship, what is it? what does it mean to you and why is it so important in your life? What's the story there? Sure. So that's a great question. I think for me, the root of mentorship and I would say all the layers that it entails, right, really stems from not a, not a, not a uh, mindset of micro changes in your life, but more of a holistic transformation over time, right? Mm-hmm. These mentors that you have in various stages of your life, they contribute to that holistic transformation, some in small ways, some in significant ways. And the same applies to, you know, for me, the evolution of career services. As I look at career services as a whole, launching these multi-year grand reimaginations of career services, those changes also don't happen overnight. And mentorship plays such a significant role, I think, in my life personally, but also professionally in terms of being able to scale impact in the context of career services. When you say transformation, what do you mean by that? So I think everybody has a career and life vision, whether they realize it or not. Right. And that vision uh, has got to be focused. So there needs to be clarity, not just for yourself, but for the mentors themselves, right? So you go into a mentorship discussion, you need clarity on, on kind of what you're hoping to, to gain out of it. And then the mentor also is getting to know you. It's a relationship that you're building and, and they also need clarity. So the vision of, I think, that mentorship relationship, in addition to your career and life vision, needs to be uh, sharpened. And if you sharpen it, then it helps you attain sort of a meaningful mentorship experience. Think of it like driving through a storm in your car, right? There's going to be obstacles, right? You have your head on a swivel, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at your surroundings, but you're also listening Attentively, attentively to your surroundings, right? You might even have the window rolled down so you can, you know, see how windy it is and kind of feel the wind and temperature. So it's all a peripheral vision, right? And I think that peripheral vision is what I describe as, as my career and life vision. When someone, if they're listening, think, you know, I'd like to intentionally go out and create mentoring experiences, what would you tell them to do to get started? I think it starts with the intention. Right, and everybody is in a different place. So, if you, you know, if you're the driver in in your own career life journey, like every one of us should be in that driver's seat, and you're thinking about going out and, and meeting people, you know, you you have to really, I think, begin and kind of reverse engineer from that big picture, 
right? And it might just be a couple pixels on the screen for now, but everything contributes to that, right? You know, mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the music you're gonna be listening to on that journey, right? That's gonna help you with focus. That's gonna help you with your vibe as the reggaeton artists say, the flow, right? So you're, you're essentially like, you know, you, you're, it's, it's like a map where it says you are here. And there's like that little like point that says, you know, uh, start here or you are here. So you're, you're imagining this, this circle around you, right? Mm -hmm. And that circle follows you everywhere you go. So first thing I would say is, uh, who do you want to bring into that circle uh, and why? And then mm -hmm. uh, who do you want to touch, right? So I would start there. And that means who do you want to help or who do you want to help you or both? Both, right, both. And, you know, I think that's one of the misconceptions that people have is they assume because I'm speaking to an expert, right, uh, that there's nothing I can offer them. And, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. So many of us have, have been able to introduce somebody to somebody else. I know I've, you know, connected, you know, scholars to, to somebody else or invited them to be on a panel. And they told me later that because of that, you know, visit, you know, at the campus, you know, it led me to such and such. And, and you, I think you said it the best to me, you know, over the years, once you said mentorships really filter down to collaboration. So, and I think even beneath sort of the collaboration, right, uh, there's empathy and there's listening. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that is going to be clarity for you, but it's also going to be clarity for the mentor. As far as the mentor clarity about how they can best help their mentees, is that what you're speaking to? Yeah, you're, you're listening, you're having a conversation. They're learning about you. They're also looking at their perspective, right? They might be looking at, at, at their current perspective. They might be looking at things in hindsight as you're kind of speaking to them about different topics and sort of, you know, they might have a perspective on how that area has evolved over time. So there's empathy and there's listening, you know, more so for the, for the, for the mentee, but there's mm -hmm. also that, that I think layer for the, for the mentor, because for that relationship to really work, you have to have clarity, which I touched upon, but you also have to have communication and there's gotta be a commitment in that commitment. Like any relationship involves both people. What would, what should, is a better way to say it, someone do to prepare for a meeting to have a successful mentoring experience and not just blow through the, you know, you could spend 30 minutes talking about a life story and get no advice whatsoever for the mentee. What does a good mentoring experience structure look like to you? What would you suggest? I would say that, you know, you have to focus on the relationship and it's almost more important to, to look at it from sort of an experiential lens, right? Uh, not just mentorship, but when it comes to jobs and when it comes to life. And, and I, can, I can talk maybe a little bit later about the difference that when you have a mentor that, that hits that life piece, you know, it's, it's in a different category for me altogether, right? So, you know, there's mentorship, right? And there's also, sort of the concept of a personal advisory board. And I think it's when you make them and you cross that line, right, they, they become a different sort of uh, 
layer of support in your life, which could be also much more long lasting. So, you know, people go through ups and downs in life and in everything throughout those processes and experiences and you're a product of those experiences, you're building resiliency, right? And we teach agile approaches. And I think that's, you know, something my team obviously has adopted as a value, in fact. Uh, but those changes in life, right, they cascade, right? And, and with each change, you might have a different mentor at that stage, right? That those, those experiences and, and that sort of wisdom, that collective wisdom that you gather um, also cascades. So for me, it's not really about um, mentor sort of in the singular sense. If you think about it, right, that's one perspective from someone that has likely lived a very different life than you, who also has a very different purpose. So I think thinking beyond yourself Mm-hmm. It's important, right? So, you know, as you go through life, right, that positive change will lead to progress. So the perspectives that matter are also those window wipers, right? So they're they're helping you, right? Maybe one mentor is serving as a window wiper, another one is the window down, uh, another one are the headlights, um, you know, and they're they're sounding boards on this road trip that you call life. Well, I like what you said about different mentors at different stages. And if I'm on the right track from our past conversations, also, it's not about having one mentor. It's not, oh, I found the one gray haired guru at the top of the mountain. My life is going to change. It's well, the mentor for personal life and your love life might be different than the per probably would be different than the person who's talking about your career or starting a business. Could you, is, am I on the right track? Could you speak more to that? Cause I don't, some people I know that think, Oh, I've got my mentor. It's I'm done. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think one of the best articles I read, wrote, uh, I read on um, Harvard business review on mentorship was entitled something along the lines of how do you break up with a mentor? And I liked it cause it was different. It was provocative, but it reminds me, the question reminds me of, of the, um, the author of great on the job, Jody Glickman. She says a good mentoring relationship is as long as it should be and no longer. <laughs> I love as that. long as it can be exactly. So just like dating, right? There's gotta be chemistry to it to a degree. And there's an exp- expiration date with every relationship. You know, some may last a lifetime, <clears throat> you know, into in some degree, but that's, I think that when they sort of cross that mentoring line and become more than a mentor, right? They become a friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think, you know, my, I guess, takeaway or, you know, to, to kind of reiterate your point is, is don't drag it out, you know? And when you, and when you, and you, there's, there's, there's something like you can, dis, you can disengage with gratitude. You can, you can leave gracefully, you know, if, it, if it's not the right fit and there's no value happening on either side anymore, right? You can be incredibly grateful and um, not burn a bridge and, and, and sort of move on and, and align the right person. Well, as you, people start getting more mentors in their life at different stages and different helping points, if you will, you mentioned a couple of times personal advisory board. Could you explain, I mean, how does that happen? So the concept of a personal advisory board for me is identifying people that have demonstrated success in the roles and the organizations that you aspire towards, right? And everybody needs a team. We all need a team. 
So we're mm -hmm. surrounding ourselves with positive people. Uh, I call it in my book, uh, the power of a Jamaat, J-A-M-A-A-T, which is Arabic for a group. And, you know, experimentation as well as relationships are the biggest predictors of career success. So it's those relationships that you bring into that circle that will serve and evolve from what, you know, a mentor circle, and, and I can talk more about how I define a mentor circle, um, from a mentor circle, right? So I'm talking about not just one mentor, but many mentors, uh, talking about your circle, right? You're, you're mm -hmm. Expanding your career circle. And then I'm also talking about mentors over a lifetime. And then the evolution from that circle into what you would call personal board directors. As far as do you introduce them? Are they just into, you know, four people you talk to as one-off conversations? Do you put them all on the same call? What does that look like? So I think the, the mentor circles, so there's 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 individual mentors in your circle, mm -hmm. right? And those are not the same as your personal board of directors, but it can evolve into one. So mentor circles are more about your social capital, right? Expanding what I refer to as your career circle. And later, it's advancing your careers, leveraging the insight and the resources of that circle. Now, you can tap into those individuals individually, and you can also tap them into them uh, in, the, in, the, in the format of a mastermind group. So what does, another thing we had spoke about, once someone gets the mentoring circles going, they have multiple mentors in their life. The different types of mentorship experiences or programs. I mean, you had just you had mentioned our last conversation, things like one-on-one, -on -one, flash mentoring, reverse mentoring. Maybe starting with those three, what does it look like? Because some people think of mentoring as just one type of it's a conversation, but you just, you put it into categories. Yeah, I put it into categories. So I'd say so you have so you have mentoring circles, right? And they amplify your career and life experience. And then you have mastermind groups, which is, which is, which is a, it's a catalyst group. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a group of mentors together in the same group at the same time. And the, the, those that share, right. You, you want to ask yourself who shares common interests and affiliations, you know, people that you can learn and build bonds with right together those individuals and, and together you, you develop and you learn as a group. And then you have sort of, sort of those pieces and then you also have mentorship programs. And when it comes to mentorship programs, I break it down into a couple different categories. One is you have one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Mm -hmm. And then you have, for, for me, mentorship is a lot more, uh, it's longer, it's over time, it's, it's a relationship. But there are different different definitions of it. And some people will say, well, there's flash mentoring, which is more of a one-time, you know, mentorship uh, piece, which also has, has value, especially if someone doesn't have a lot of time um, to be a mentor per se, per definition, mm -hmm. uh, they're just too busy. And then you also have situational mentoring, right? Uh, and that's a different form of a mentorship program. And then you have the piece that obviously I'm, you know, on the front line of developmental and career and life mentoring, uh, formal mentorship programs that you see um, at the university, college level. Uh, for example, here at UC San Diego, we have 
Tritons Connect, which is powered by Graduate and Gravity. Uh, and we have a formalized mentorship program, not just mentorship program, but we also have an externship or a job shadowing program called Take a Triton to Work, which is also another layer of mentorship hmm. in a sense. Not necessarily the same category, but it is sort of that job shadowing piece. And then you'll see, for example, some uh, programs that, that have a reverse mentoring uh, sort of dynamic, which, is, which can be very interesting, especially when, for example, the, the employers select the students on a project and it's over a longer period of time, for example. This is something that works really well at the graduate student level, right? How are, how is mentorship different undergrad and grad? Well, this is one way uh, I've seen uh, be really successful at some universities. And then you have group-based mentoring, right? And obviously that lends itself to some of the mastermind groups, which also can be scaled. And then lastly, peer-based mentoring. That's more of the buddy system. On an individual sort of context, right? You have someone who is a mentor who could be an enabler, right? Who, who enables something to be possible for you. You have points of reference, which are obviously really important from, from a career perspective. You have teachers, right? You have sponsors, somebody that really sponsors you for an opportunity. You have sort of the advisor role. You have sort of the agent role. Remembering my days as a professional athlete, right? That agent very much was mentoring me, you know, on which contracts to take and not and why, et cetera. And then you have, so you have this agent role. Then you also have folks that might even mentor you indirectly. And what I mean by that is like, those are the role models. Those are the people that you listen to and you just are full of inspiration after listening to them. And they actually inspire you to, to take, to make an audacious move, right? So that's transformative. And then you have the coaches, right? Think of, think of a soccer team. You have the coaches, you have the, the consultants that we have, career consultants on my team. But you even have folks that are just confidence. That are just, what was that? Like a confidence, somebody that you can confide in, somebody that, that will take their secret with them to, to the grave and listen to you. And sometimes that's all they do is listen to you. You know, maybe they're, maybe they're a, more, a form of a therapist or, you know, your, um, your, um, your, your significant other, in, in, in a sense, could be that person. Um, you know, parent. Um, I think what's important is that the relationship is customized to match every single individual. There's no one size fits all. And how do you do that? You have to start with empathy and really listening. Um, to be a good mentor, you have to be available. You got, you got to be analytical. And you also have to be an active listener in order to understand what the mentee is looking for. And on the same side of the coin, right, you know, you, you, the mentee, right, the other side of the coin, the mentee is, needs to listen really well, right, make sure that they have the right questions to ask, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think the mentor is also asking questions. But, you know, I, I, I write about, you know, in my book, sort of the career and life journey, it's, it's, in a sense, it's never ending, you know, and, and one of the books I'm writing now is, is called The Mastermind Code because all career masterminds have secrets and it's the secrets that help you succeed and 
define who they are, but there is a secret to the secret, right? So you got to wait for my book to, <laughs> to discover <laughs> it. But in, in short, it opens up new frontiers. We've covered a lot of material in a short period of time. If someone's listening, they love what you had to say. If you were going to say what one reason you should definitely be seeking out mentoring experiences above all, here's what it is and why you should do it, whether you're reiterating something you've already said or it's a new idea. If they're on the fence about mentoring, it's like you have to do it. Here's a great reason why. Yeah, I would say, I would say life is about discovering your purpose. So many of us get lost in the process and it's mentors that help you stay track. And masterminds, they don't give up on each other. Many of those mastermind groups, those mentor circles, right, they will evolve into lasting friendships. And, and even after all the collective and individual goals are met, those goals will lead to new ones. So the journey is, is it's, it's, the journey is within, it's beneath. And from your mentoring circle, you will hand select your personal board of directors. And, and the difference is in the career and life aspect. And it's a relatively small number. You can count them on your fingers, maybe five to seven at most. The number depends on your needs and should align with your goals. So the whole process, make it organic. LinkedIn's a great place to start to really build your network and your mentor circle. And the future of mentorship, it's exciting because you're choosing your own adventure. I don't know if anyone played that back in the day. Oh, I remember those books. Right? So I'd say above everything else, be a mentor to yourself, meaning enable yourself to go into your creative and imaginative space that has no limits. Live there in a place where there's no boundaries. It's your own sanctuary of self-reflection, if you may. And this is something you build for yourself. It's a path that leads to home for you that you can confidently own and invest over your entire life that nobody can take away from you. That is a beautiful way to end. Thank you so much for your time. And if people want to find you online, where's the best place to go? LinkedIn. <laughs> Excellent. And that's Hassan, H-A-S-S-A-N, Akmal, A-K-M-A-L, if you're searching on LinkedIn. Thanks so much. Thank you, Hassan. Always a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Idea Climbing Podcast. If you'd like to hear from a lot more experts, the Idea Climbing book is now available at ideaclimbingbook.com. You can also hear more podcasts at ideaclimbing.com. Hope to see you in one of those two venues. Have a great one.